This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, December 16th. You're listening to WNBF. New York on Thursday became the latest state to ban the sale of cats, dogs, and rabbits in pet stores in an attempt to target commercial breeding operations decried by critics as puppy mills. The new law, which was signed by Governor Kathy Hochul and takes effect in 2024, lets pet shops work instead with shelters to offer rescued or abandoned animals up for adoption. It will also ban breeders from selling more than nine animals a year. Pet shops have argued that the law will do nothing to shut down out-of-state breeders or increase their standards of care and said it would result in the closures of the dozens of pet stores remaining in New York. Pet advocacy groups have long called for a full shutdown of facilities that raise and sell animals for profit, saying animals are raised in inhumane conditions before they are shipped off to stores. A woman who, was, who accused a former top advisor to New York Attorney General Letitia James of unwanted kissing, hastening his December 2nd exit, filed a lawsuit Tuesday alleging that James in her office enabled the man's behavior by ignoring previous warnings about him. Sophia Quintanar, a political consultant and former deputy press secretary in James's office, alleges former chief of staff Ibrahim Khan thrust his face in front of hers and forced his tongue down her throat as they were chatting outside a political fundraiser at a Brooklyn bar in November 2021. Khan has denied wrongdoing. James's office said in a statement that it took the allegations brought to our office seriously and engaged in decisive, prompt, and appropriate action. Two men who went missing in the Atlantic Ocean for 10 days after a storm hit their sailboat off North Carolina thanked to the crew of the tanker that rescued them and said they were lucky to have survived. Rescued sailor Kevin Hyde said the that by some bizarre chance, a crew member of the Silver Muna happened to spot the sailboat off the coast of Delaware on Tuesday. Hyde, Joe De Tomaso, and a pet dog were sailing from New Jersey to Florida when the men lost contact with their families on December 3rd off North Carolina's Outer Banks. The men were brought ashore in New York City on Wednesday. State police is searching for 59-year-old Susan C. Mills, who was last seen at approximately noon on Monday, December 12th, leaving her residence on Halfway Road in the town of Elbridge, Onondaga County. Susan is described as being 5 foot 5 inches tall, 130 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. If anyone knows the whereabouts of Susan Mills, they are asked to contact 911 or state police headquarters in Oneida at 315-366-6000. On December 14th, New York State Police at Sydney arrested Jeffrey M. Bullis, age 19, of Unadilla, New York, for the misdemeanors of criminal content in the second degree, stalking in the fourth degree, and criminal trespass in the third degree. Troopers were dispatched by Otsego County 911 to a report of a physical altercation at the House of Consignment on Main Street in the village of Unadilla. An investigation revealed that Bullis violated an existing order of protection by entering the business. Bullis grabbed and shoved a victim, causing the victim to strike a window and door frame. A third person intervened, attempted to separate Bullis from the victim, and held down Bullis until troopers arrived. The victim went to Tritown Hospital for an evaluation of injuries that were sustained during the incident. Bullis was also evaluated at Tritown Hospital for a complaint of pain, but was released and processed at State Police Sydney. He was issued appearance tickets to the Unadilla Town Court on January 23, 2023, The investigation is ongoing, and more charges are possible. 
On December 14th, around 7.30 p.m., New York State Police at Margaretville were dispatched by Delaware County 911 to a report of shots fired at a residence on Beach Hill Road in the town of Andes. An investigation revealed that a 62-year-old female was injured when she accidentally discharged a semi-automatic rifle. The victim sustained injuries to her face and her hand. The first responding trooper applied her division-issued tourniquet to help subside some of the heavy bleeding to the victim's hand. An officer from the Colchester Police Department applied a second tourniquet. Members of the Delaware County Sheriff's Department, Andes EMS, and Delaware County Emergency Services assisted at the scene. The victim was transported to to an ambulance to Bassett Hospital for treatment. A further investigation revealed the rifle is not legal in New York State and New York Safe Act compliant. Richard Garrity, age 58, of Andes, New York, was charged with two counts of the Class D felony of criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree. And Twitter has suspended the accounts of journalists who cover the social media platform and its new owner, Elon Musk. Those who saw their accounts suspended include journalists working for the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, and other publications. The company hasn't explained why it took down the accounts and made their profiles and past tweets disappear. The sudden suspension of news reporters followed Musk's decision Wednesday to permanently ban an account that automatically tracked the flights of his private jet using publicly available data. And after scaling 40-year highs, inflation in the United States has been slowly easing since summer. Yet the Federal Reserve seems decidedly unimpressed and unconvinced that its fight against accelerating prices is anywhere near over. On Thursday, stock investors were spooked by the growing understanding of how much further the Fed seems willing to go to defeat high inflation. A statement the Fed issued Wednesday and the message that Chair Jerome Powell sent in a news conference appeared to suggest that the Fed's policymakers expect or at least would accept, an economic downturn as the price of taming inflation. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. News Radio Joseph live on a Friday morning. This is December 16th, 2022. Snow Radio 1290 and Snow Radio 921. We 
are here during this uh, winter preview. Remember, it's still fall. It's not technically, in my opinion, a winter storm, but sure looks like it. Hope you're uh, doing okay as you start this Friday. 607-772-1290. This is WNBF. I am Bob Joseph, live. Yep. And let's uh, take calls, 607-772-1290. You can also email bob at wnbf.com. And good morning. Let's begin with line number two. Line number two. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? This is Matt from Binghamton. Good morning, Matthew. Former mayor, Matthew Ryan. Good morning. I'm going to be out shoveling snow, so I figured I'd try to get the ball rolling so I can listen to what all your wonderful guests have to say today. Um, I would just like to say that please don't pay any money to buy those uh, digital new things that Trump's supporting. He um, just said yesterday he's the best president ever, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, and he wants you to buy these uh, cards, which are... (laughs) pretty humorous in my mind but anyway if you if you uh do that i think you're entered in a drawing to be at a big party at mar-a-lago and i think maybe it's even new year's eve and then it, my suggestion is at 1201 after everybody kisses each other and everything that they then have a, a 1202 or whatever a scavenger hunt for classified documents that would really get well that's what he should be offering i i uh i know very little about what he is attempting to do but if he if he comes up with something where i could be entered into a drawing for like a a new box of classified documents i might actually i would spend up to ten dollars i'm serious ten dollars u.s currency this is going to cost you 99 dollars to get in the drawing oh 99 come on man (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if you buy one of these, you don't even get a card. It's a trading it's new and and something trading cards. Oh, anyway. next thing you know, he's going to be talking about building a roundabout near Mar-a-Lago. What's that? I said, next thing you know, he's going to be talking about building a roundabout near Mar-a-Lago. Oh, yeah, and then we can just go around wow. and around and see if, <laughs> see if beautiful. Well, that actually would make sense because obviously it's a tourist attraction. Right. And then you could just keep saying, there's Donald. There's Donald. There's Donald. No, you don't call him by that name. You say, hey, former guy. Hey, right. former guy. FG. I just want to hear if anybody's <laughs> really going to buy those. Some pictures. will. And by the way, I mean, look, and I don't even know all the details here. I thought he was going to announce he, he was going to run for king of the world in 2024. <laughs> it turns out. I mean, I feel I, I feel sort of like Charlie Brown with his uh, interactions, his complicated relationship with Lucy. I mean, you know, that you, you got to We admit, you know, and we, I say those of us in the a chattering class um, sector of the economy, talking talking radio people, talking TV people. We sort of need a guy like the former guy to, you know, serve as sort of talk show helper. On the other hand, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy that. But if if people want to, if uh, here's the way I look at it, 
If you want to buy, if you want to blow $100 for something, heck, if you want to buy $1,000 worth or whatever, or $44 billion worth of it, go right ahead. I mean, uh, you well, know, do you remember you, you remember what our friend P.T. Barnum once said, <laughs> yes, right? So, you know, one, it's... One thing, one thing uh, I think that, you know, possibly if you're a collector, you might think, well, not a lot of people are going to buy these in 50 years, so... These digital images will be worth a lot of money. But anyway, well, you know, um, the truth is, here's, here's it, one other image that you gave me. If Lucy didn't, if Lucy decided to leave the football down this time, and Donald Trump as the superhero character that he's depicted in in all these uh, cards, he could probably kick a 300-yard field goal <laughs> on the moon. Anyway, thank you, Matt, for the uh, consumer advice. We'll see what the other listeners have to say. Be careful when you when you're out shoveling snow, please. Thank you, Thanks. Thanks. That's nine seventeen. Bob Joseph live on your Friday morning. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, John, uh, as in Donald John Trump, as in John from Binghamton. Yes, the person who originally proposed renaming Main Street in honor of Donald John Trump. And I have no regrets. Oh, oh by the way, first order of business, uh, RIP to the, one of the great, great drummers in rock and roll history, Dino Dinelli, uh, with the young rascals, the rascals. If you, if you, uh, and, uh, and a fan, he was, he attended, uh, people don't realize this, that a lot of New York drummers, uh, really idolized Gene Krupa, and uh, that's where he uh, he got most of his uh, uh, performance skills. Uh, Dino Danelli, if you look at the Ed Sullivan show, if you want to see, well, the first, the, the Good Loving and uh, With a Girl Like You, because the orchestra pit in, in the Sullivan show uh, created a delay, and uh, Dino Danelli just uh, shows you how to drum. Anyway, uh, you know, what tr- Trump is vulnerable on a number of fronts, but uh, he, he is a populist. And this is the thing that Democrats like Matt Ryan, established Democrats, don't understand, is that populism isn't, uh, isn't a sin. Uh, you know, it's, it's good for America. And Trump, you know, Trump did a had a lot of flaws. I mean, one was Jeff, Jeff Sessions. I mean, if he had that to do over again, uh, that would have gone a long way. Uh, number two, he he didn't use the power that he had. Uh, you know, Burt Reynolds said this, and he he said it about De Niro. He said, "When I was the number one box office draw in the world, I didn't use the power that I had." And uh, Trump didn't use a lot of the power that he had. Uh, and he should have. He, he could have straightened this country out in the in the first term. But uh, you know, uh, this this we were, and it's funny. Uh, uh, Matt Ryan really uh, came to public attention with all his anti-war efforts. I mean, here we are on the verge of Armageddon, and who's doing it? A, a senile uh, second Catholic president, Joe Biden. And, and the danger in the world right now is the age of these people. Uh, they're, uh, Putin, uh, you know, uh, Biden, I mean, Biden's got a big problem. 
he's got to either par- pardon, he's got to either win re-election or pardon his son and himself and his brother. I mean, this this fuse has been lit. Uh, but the idea that you have Zelensky's wife shopping in Paris uh, while this uh, this war is going on, I mean, th- this is this is absolutely disgusting. I mean, remember when uh, the Congress was debating these uh, COVID payments and they said uh, for the second round, they said, well, we could go 300, but we couldn't possibly go 600 to these ordinary Americans. I mean, you know, now now the floodgates are open to every every country on, on, on earth. Uh, we're going to see. We're going to see. And, and I, I think it's uh, Matt Ryan, he doesn't understand uh, uh, morality. He's a one-trick pony. Oh, uh, we, we, we've got to do more for the poor. The rich but are getting away. do you think, and again, not to be mean about it, but do you think Donald Trump understands morality? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trump Trump gets along with ordinary people. That's the key. He's but not. he has, but in terms of morality and what we would say, oh, how can I put this without sounding too smarmy? Um behavior that would uh, serve as an example for the well, children of well, today i mean i mean that that's an element of morality correct and again not to be too judgmental but donald trump sometimes deviated from the uh, again i don't want to be too mean um, we'll call generally accepted norms of polite society there i said it and i'm not saying he's any different though from any of us except you know as as a leader, of course, starting in the 80s as a highly respected real estate developer in Queens and then ultimately a highly respected primetime TV show host and then ultimately uh, president of the United States, I'm not so sure he set a great moral example for people like me and you. Oh, no. God God uses – see, this is the funny thing about God. God will use anybody at any time uh, – uh, that he wants, and, and, and well, and I also that's one of the things that I you you could sense that I was trying to be very very careful with how I uh, worded this because I I know you know here I am in a, a glass studio so I can't really start casting stones so it's well, again it's just for purposes for conversational purposes not not for judgmental purposes. Well, you if you if you don't have and th- this is look this is. This is the problem that that young people. There is no such thing as woman's liberation. Uh, you have parents that are sending their kids, their female kids, uh, to college with birth control or starting them off with uh, HPV vaccines when they're 12 years old. Thus, you've got 12 and 13 and 15 year old, uh, for lack of a better word, whores running around. Now, here's the point. The point is this is that fornication uh, is the number one test of uh, a society. When you allow free sex, you control the people. The people are given over over to their lust. And uh, it's when, when this is done, you know, you can make an age when this is done, you know, at 20, you know, that's, you know, it's a I say 25. Is that an age at 25 and then everyone can be... 
safe. I mean, I know that won't gain much traction, but at least I think that would be better for society. I'm not saying that it's it's something that, that could ever be applied, but for purposes of conversation, let's say that somebody proposed having an age limit for that sort of thing, like you, you can start doing that stuff. That stuff, uh, the alcohol, uh, the weed, everything, uh, starting at the age of 25. It, it, what I'm getting at is this. It's high risk, not only in terms of STD, in terms of you can lose your life. Many, many people, many young people, uh, whether it's Tinder or whether it's a boyfriend uh, that they start up with and want to ditch, uh, they lose their lives. They, they lose their lives uh, because of these promiscuous sexual relationships. So uh, we have weak men in America. This is the, and you know, it's the strong men that protect women. You know, don't, don't kid yourself. Uh, it's these guys that maybe you wouldn't want to be associated with uh, that will protect women on any given day. So uh, they have, the men in America have failed. They, they have failed their daughters. You know, I once wrote a song called Daddy's Gonna Make a Man Out of You Yet, and I thought it was pretty good. But, uh, that being aside, uh, the, uh, the we need strong fathers. We need a return to religion. Uh, we can't we can't come up with a new religion that's based on patriotism. This is the problem with the Fox Network. They're essentially taking snippets of good things and trying to turn it into a a whole cloth of of, of something new. It's not going to work. Your religion is your primary identity, uh, and without that, you don't have anything. And most of the world's religions, uh, or Orthodox, and not or, I'm not talking about Orthodox Church. Most of the world's religions are really quite conservative. And if you look at Protestants and Catholics in the 50s, uh, they were essentially, except for a few key areas, on the same page in terms of behavior. So, what we need is for people like Matt Ryan to come aboard, recognize the Catholic values that he grew up with, ditch this socialism, and try to save young people from the sex, drugs, and rock and roll that has destroyed society long before Trump was president. Appreciate the call. Thank you. John from Binghamton at 926. Phones will be active today because obviously most people will be inside listening to the program instead of doing what they might ordinarily do on a Friday morning. Morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, hey, Bob. It's Gary from the West Side. Morning. Good morning. Hey, you know, Donald Trump, uh, I think he's, uh, you know, your last caller didn't really say if Donald Trump was had more morality or not. I think that he does. If, well, that's if you take away that he had sex with a porn star while his wife was pregnant. You know, I mean, if we overlook certain well, things. Well, has that ever been conclusively demonstrated did he ever acknowledge that i know he he was alleged to have and she claimed he did but did he ever and he paid her off well but off. but sometimes that's you know a settlement is by no means indicative of guilt you know a lot no, of a lot of people not. settle so i let's say he was said to have engaged in that type of behavior with uh, Stormy Daniels. You're right. That, that's, You're right, because he is a moral person. Now, he probably yeah. doesn't do that. He I mean, what, what I would prefer, not that 
Obviously, we would expect it. What I would prefer is he call into the program at 9.30, two and a half minutes from now, and say, Bob, don't have much time, but I heard that... Uh, that there was some discussion about some of my uh, behavior in the past. Let me, uh, in this 60-second phone call, live on news radio, WNBF, set the record straight, and then say specifically what, if anything, happened between him and her, and then say, I'll give you one question. I'll ask one question, respectfully, and then I'll say, all right, thank you, Mr. Trump. Um, Wish you the best. Thank you for clarifying that after all these years, and hope you have a good weekend. That's that's my pledge to the former president. When he calls in, you know, here's a guy. Now he's selling NFT cards, right? Which you can't even hold in your hand. They're digital versions, right? Yeah, Elon Musk. Elon Musk got into the system. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry, Gary. It looks like he suspended you. You can always call again to see if your suspension's been lifted. WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? This is DJ, as in Donald John Trump in Binghamton. Hey, man, what's up? Bob, I'll tell you. What sparked me, first of all, was uh, Matt talking about shoveling his snow. Isn't he a lawyer? Why doesn't he hire someone to do it, man? Because he loves to remain physically active, and I think that's—I yeah. think it's a wise move. But you know how I ended the call. I—I I cautioned him to be careful <clears throat> because this snow, yeah. especially what seems to be falling now, yeah. is on the heavy, wet side. So anybody who's going to be exerting themselves today, shoveling snow or other uh, weather-related projects, use caution. I just think that probably because he's in good physical health, and he, he figures he ought to do it. Uh, and that's, by the way, that's what well, I would be I do. doing, except I have to be here at the station inside my glass studio. I only asked that because I thought he was a lot older than me. I don't know how much older he is than me. But um, anyway, yeah, I'm gonna, I am I just shoveled a path. Actually, I shoveled a path from my sidewalk all the way to the left, all the way to the back to my vehicle, but it's just a path. And then the boys come with their snowblowers and their plow trucks. But anyway, hey, you know what I wanted to talk about? Because uh, John sparked it about music. One of the greatest concerts that it, that's ever come to Binghamton in a long, 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 long time, because they don't get them at the arena like they used to for him, was a band called Disciple. They just came to New Life Church in Endicott in November, and I can't believe I never called up about it. But man, Bob, you have a scene in so long, especially in Endicott. You know New Life, they're the one that bought that school. I think it's on Hill Avenue or whatever. Oh, I know exactly where it is. I've seen there. I've seen it. Yeah. Disciple came. They're like, you know, million album selling band, and uh, they converted from the secular rock to uh, the Christian rock. And, and I, I have it on my Facebook and stuff, but, man, I scanned my camera and everybody, young people. And I'm telling you, all ages were there. The whole front was packed. Up to the stage, of course, I had to be up against the stage like I used to be at the kids' concert. Not that I'm a you know fanatic or anything, but I like to uh, watch the finger styles of the lead guitarist, see if he's uh, as fast as I am. But anyway, I was up there, and I was scanning the crowd, and um, every all ages were just lifting up their hands, and just some were crying. They sang happy birthday to a girl. That's pretty good, Bob. Disciple, you guys should YouTube it. 
So yeah. all right, all right. Well, I'll put that hey, down wait, on my hey, list. Can I say one more thing? Um, well, sure. I want to go to that party, bro. The ninety-nine dollar win the contest party on New Year's Eve. You know who's going to be? There? I want to go there. Stormy Daniels will be there. Um, no, yay. no, no, not Stormy. That Daniels. Yay guy, he'll be there. I, I, I'll tell you what, though, I don't mind if Stormy <laughs> Daniels is there. If Yay is there, I'm not going. And if that, uh, who is that um, white supremacist? If if he's there, I won't be. Stormy Daniels, I would have no problem with. I, I certainly respect. Bob, I respect about, her body of work. What about Ivanka? She's going to be there. All right. Count me in. At least now I have finalized my New Year's Eve plan. 932, Bob Joseph, live. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, hey, Bob. It's Gary again. I think I got jammed by the oh, FBI. Oh, well, I thought maybe Elon Musk took over the phone company and suspended you. Yeah, the Musk machine. Yeah, I know. I don't know where these cards are going. I mean, is it going to start a trend? Are we going to have, like, Hunter Biden selling laptops? Are we going to have Lindsey Graham selling rainbow clothes? <laughs> Wouldn't that Nancy be funny? Pelosi selling hammers? Wouldn't that be I, I funny if, if, if suddenly... Maybe she could sell home security systems. Uh, no, I, you're on to something, though, about Hunter. Hi, this is Hunter. And I learned a bitter lesson when it comes to laptops. That's why, in the future, all I buy are these... Uh, crapple products that are designed to last for 14 months. You spend more than $3,000 in the last for 14 months, but still, it's 14 months of high-tech fun. And uh, tell when you go to your crapple store, tell them uh, Hunter sent you. I'm kidding. You know, it's it's all in good fun. You know, I shouldn't be so concerned that a very expensive laptop lasted only 14 and a half months. I mean, that's, you know, talk about first world problems. I should be happy that I had more than a year of great use out of that fine product that was assembled by children in China. Why are why do you think Donald Trump is selling cards? He when he became president, he gave up his salary. Remember, I don't I don't need money. I don't need money. I'm giving up my salary. I'm not even taking that salary. But yet he's selling these cards. I mean, where's that money going to? Oh, what, he what needs money. Is that going to? Anytime somebody tells you they don't need money, they need money. Even now, look at Elon Musk. He needs money. He just blew $44 billion, so he's probably down to his, I don't know, final... $50 billion, so even he needs money. So the people, anybody who publicly or even privately tells you, I don't need money, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Everybody needs money. Everybody wants the money. And he, uh, yeah. you know, I mean. greed. It becomes greed eh, after a eh, while. You know, somebody Come on. somebody in a movie said greed is good. I don't know. I, I don't. Oh, what movie was that? I don't know. Not one that I, I ever watch. saw. What? Animal House? Yeah. <laughs> John John Belushi. I think I think he and his friends uh, right before the toga party, I think they said greed is good. Bob, you know what the sad thing is, is that there are people that are going to be buying these things. And the people that are going to be buying them are like some of your callers who call in and say, well, you know, I can't go to the gas station without spending. I can't go to the supermarket without spending so much money, which is all true. But yet. They will definitely turn around and spend money ninety nine dollars on a something that you can't even hold. It's a it's an image. Right? It's Most a dream. People, it's a lifestyle. It's it's a way of life. That's hey, eh, 
at first at first blush blush you might say it is sad uh, at second blush i say hey more power to him and for people people who who plunk down their 99 dollars for something like this they know what they're getting if i mean it's no, they you, don't. no they don't yes they do in my opinion okay in my most, I won't say everyone. In my opinion, most of them will fully appreciate that it's ninety nine bucks. It's almost, it's not exactly equivalent, but it's almost equivalent to flushing ninety nine dollars down the toilet. You know, it's just maybe it's great is. fun. They think it's going to increase in value, or I don't know. I guess maybe somebody wants to have a well, thing yeah. that's created. I mean, there are all sorts of collectibles. I know people People say, oh, well, it'll never be worth any more than you pay for it. $99 is as far as it's going to go. And maybe that's true. Or maybe, maybe actually it's not true. Maybe it'll turn out to be worth a heck of a lot of money. I don't know. We can't see the future. Did you hear what he said? At the beginning, too, this is no. I didn't hear anything. Series of yeah, well, first in a series of yeah. Well, maybe it's going to be the first in a series like like his other stuff. Uh, Look at the dozens and dozens of other things: Trump stakes and Trump. Oh, Trump University, Trump Trump casinos, all sorts of things that 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 had the name Trump. They crashed and burned eventually. Right. Yeah. Uh, Even the Trump organization is essentially on the ropes because of the recent conviction of the the guy who apparently was um, manipulating the money ostensibly without Donald Trump knowing about it. Anyway, yeah, we'll see what happens. I uh, I encourage people to spend their $99 wisely. If you have $99 today to spend, uh you can buy it. Or buy it. You can obtain whatever it was he announced yesterday. Again, I'm still not 100% clear because I didn't see the announcement. I've seen references to it. Uh, if you want to do that, or you can go to uh, your local weed store and buy $99 worth of weed, or maybe I'll go to a Wego and buy $99 worth of boxy. I mean, it's your $99, the free country. Spend it the way you want. Or if you have $99, find 99 people on Court Street and give a dollar each to them and wish them happy holidays. Again, it's your choice, America. Bob Joseph live at News Radio, WNBF 921 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. When I ask. The real radio station with the real host who really cares about you. It's Bob Joseph live at 940. WNBF, back to the phones we go. John and Endicott, good morning. Actually, you're from Endicott. You're on the road. What's what's happening on the roads? It is not nice. 81 South, it, <clears throat> it's bad. Yikes. So, where Approximately yeah. where are you on 81 at the moment? I am almost to New Milford. Did you see many, many vehicles off the road? I have not seen any vehicles on the side of the road, but plenty of them with the four ways on, and I'm doing about 44 miles an hour, and that's about it. All right. It is unplowed and very slippery. All right. Very. Do you have, do you yeah. have far to go? A uh, couple hours. 
All right. Well, take it easy. Sounds like uh, you've got a a good vehicle, and also you are competent about driving uh, with driving in in this type of weather. I've been around, and I don't like it, but it's one thing that has to be done. Unfortunately, I got to do it today. All right. Any uh, anything else on your mind, or just uh, just calling in with the, the status report of the roads? Well, calling in, I've been listening a little bit about the people calling and talking with you and about Trump and Biden and such, and give my two cents in there. Uh, Trump, decent halfway idiot, the other halfway in my opinion, but he got things done. I think he tried to help, even though his mouth got in the way with many different things. As him for his infidelity and or whatever, there's dozens of politicians out there that have been doing the same thing for countless years. And unfortunately, people with money get away with everything. Yeah, I would say more than dozens. I would say thousands, if not millions. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I, I mean, you know, and and again, uh, the reason we talk about Trump is because he's still in the spotlight, even though he's been out of office. He still he insists on being part of the national conversation. And many times people say, "Oh, you can't, you can't help yourself. You're always talking about him." But how can you not? Because as see, if he left public life if we didn't hear from him for example how often do you hear me talk about jimmy carter or barack obama or george w bush you hardly ever hear me say anything about them because you don't hear from them they've they've returned for the most part to being private citizens yeah they, they're just hiding out they did their time and that's it yeah. but as you know trump like you said earlier he was uh talk show host real estate mogul and all this and he's always had a big mouth you know, yeah, but and that's part of his charm. I mean, either, either. I mean, for the people who do like him, and I admit a lot of people like him, that's part of his charm. For the people who dislike him, that's what they consider to be a flaw. But it's it's what makes him unique. I mean, don't ever. Nobody on the planet should ever uh, denigrate John uh, Donald John Trump by saying, "Oh." He's not a great American. Well, he is a great American. He was one of our presidents for four years. You didn't have to like him, but he was elected to serve four years, and he could still be elected to serve another four years. So, you know, in my opinion, even the presidents who were not uh, considered by historians to be particularly successful, they still were great Americans because they led this country for a period of time. And I'm telling you. You know, it's that that can't be easy. It's not easy in 2022. It wasn't easy more than 200 years ago. It's never been fun, for the most part, to be president. Yeah, you have power, but how much fun can you have? So you have to be a great American to lead this country for whatever period you've you've been elected to. Oh, exactly. It, it can't be fun dealing with everybody. Everybody wants a favor. Everybody wants to bump shoulders and fist bumps. Take care of me here, and I'll take care of you there. And that's an ongoing thing with every politician, in my opinion. Everybody is taking something for something. Yeah, it's transactional, and that's part of life. Hey, be careful today as you drive, okay? Yeah, one last thing. 
I just want to know how we can hide, or the country can hide, Hunter Biden's laptop. I've heard many different places that it's, it's all verified, all this information on there, it's his. And how can we go about hiding this and not prosecuting throughout all these years that they've had it in their hands? And if it was anybody else, they'd be in jail already. Yeah, well, it's hard to, hard to say. By the way, I... I won't say that he's out of the woods yet, not by a long shot. 946 WNBF. Going to Vastel. Good morning. Hey. What's up? Uh, Bill Clinton had fun in there. Yes, he did. If you get my dress. Oh, I... Yes, he got more than... Yeah, but everybody thinks he's a big hero. What? I didn't say that. Ah, come on. Yeah, I I know you like him. (laughs) Oh, come on, man. What I thought about was this... What I call about was this obsession with Trump. I like him, and I'm sick of hearing about him. I like him, and, and I people, love I love to talk about him. I'll talk. you people snap. There's so many things in this world to talk about. But Let's I talk love about talking music. about him. It's great. It's great no, it fun. it is, and it's sickening. I don't think you understand. And these people like Gary and Matt Ryan, get a life, guys. Go out and shovel some damn snow or something. I, I, some of the people that call here, I swear to God, if they got a life, maybe they wouldn't be calling their tumble. I don't want them to get a life. I want them to keep listening and keep calling. Come on, man. That's all you're... What, what kind of a sick person would suggest to people to listen to fewer hours of talk radio, especially a local show? Come on, man. It would be a lot more interesting if you would, I've told you this a hundred times now, please talk about something else. Okay. I Next Monday, I'm going to talk about something else, but I'm going to need the weekend to figure out what to talk about. 947, this is Bob Joseph live on WNBF. Mr. MD. Dr. Fauci, what's ailing me? COVID-23, dude. Here, get a jab. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. As they say, good living. That's what it's about. WNBF, Bob Joseph. Going to make a snowman today. That's my, my goal. I don't know if I'll actually have time to make a snowman but that's my goal you know you may have a goal of getting a new vehicle if you're interested in obtaining a new honda or a new hyundai the place to go is miller motors on the parkway in vestal 4455 vestal parkway east directly across from binghamton university folks with the miller auto team have the experience and the knowledge you need to make the right vehicle choice. So maybe you've been waiting for just the right time to make an inquiry and say, man, I'd love a new Honda. Or man, I would love a new Hyundai. Oh, now, 
is the time to check it out. See what's going on. See if uh, perhaps they've got a few vehicles on their way to the dealership on the parkway that are not yet claimed. And if a new vehicle isn't in the cards for you at the moment, check out their used vehicle inventory on the web, MillerAutoTeam.com. Miller Motors, serving you for a long time on the Vestal Parkway in Vestal, and they'll be there for a long time to come. Miller Motors. Bob Joseph at 9.53 on WNBF. Have you... WNBF Live with Bob Joseph. Back to the phones. It's Dave and Vestal. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Bob. Boy, you came on uh, right on cue there uh, two songs ago there with the John, with, with the Rascal song. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Hey, I, I want to say a couple quick things because I know you're going to news. Yeah, um, I just want to say uh, by way of, um, well, just in fairness to you, it would not be fair to you for you to get uh, revved up with only a few seconds before we uh, get ready for news. Oh. So what I would encourage you to do is call back a little bit later, and then you're going to have the luxury of as much time as you want. Well, okay, not that, not exactly as much time. But, but yeah, please call back, okay, because I don't want you to feel rushed. And But I'm going to be here until noon. Bob, what I have to say is only going to take like a minute. I mean, well, we don't have a minute. The, the reason, again, the reason <laughs> that I shouldn't even have, you know, by all rights, I shouldn't have taken oh. the call because we have so little okay. time. But I'm polite, oh, so, right. yeah, call all back. Right. I will. Yeah. This is Mr. Polite on Snow Radio 1290 WNBF. Hi. Live on this Friday morning, you're listening to WNBF Binghamton. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, December 16th. You're listening to WNBF. New York on Thursday became the latest state to ban the sale of cats, dogs, and rabbits in pet stores in an attempt to target commercial breeding operations decried by critics as puppy mills. The new law, which was signed by Governor Kathy Hochul and takes effect in 2024, lets pet shops work instead with shelters to offer rescued or abandoned animals up for adoption. It will also ban breeders from selling more than nine animals a year. Pet shops have argued that the law will do nothing to shut down out-of-state breeders or increase their standards of care and said it would result in the closures of the dozens of pet stores remaining in New York. Pet advocacy groups have long called for a full shutdown of facilities that raise and sell animals for profit saying animals are raised in inhumane conditions before they are shipped off to stores. A woman who, is, who accused a former top advisor to New York Attorney General Letitia James of unwanted kissing, hastening his December 2nd exit, filed a lawsuit Tuesday alleging that James in her office enabled the man's behavior by ignoring previous warnings about him. Sophia Quintanar, a political consultant and former deputy press secretary in James's office, alleges former Chief of Staff Ibrahim Khan thrust his face in front of hers and forced his tongue down her throat as they were chatting outside a political fundraiser at a Brooklyn bar in November 2021. Khan has denied wrongdoing. James's office said in a statement that it took the allegations brought to our office seriously and engaged in decisive, prompt, and appropriate action. Two men who went missing in the Atlantic Ocean for 10 days after a storm hit their sailboat off North Carolina thanked the crew of the tanker that rescued them and said they were lucky to have survived. Rescued sailor Kevin Hyde said the, that by some bizarre chance, a crew member of the Silver Moona happened to spot the sailboat off the coast of Delaware on Tuesday. 
Hyde, Joe De Tomaso, and a pet dog were sailing from New Jersey to Florida when the men lost contact with their families on December 3rd off North Carolina's Outer Banks. The men were brought ashore in New York City on Wednesday. State police are searching for 59-year-old Susan C. Mills, who was last seen at approximately noon on Monday, December 12th, leaving her residence on Halfway Road in the town of Elbridge, Onondaga County. Susan is described as being 5 foot 5 inches tall, 130 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. If anyone knows the whereabouts of Susan Mills, they are asked to contact 911 or state police headquarters in Oneida at 315-366-6000. On December 14th, New York State Police at Sydney arrested Jeffrey M. Bullis, age 19, of Unadilla, New York, for the misdemeanors of criminal content in the second degree, stalking in the fourth degree, and criminal trespass in the third degree. Troopers were dispatched by Otsego County 911 to a report of a physical altercation at the House of Consignment on Main Street in the village of Unadilla. An investigation revealed that Bullis violated an existing order of protection by entering the business. Bullis grabbed and shoved a victim, causing the victim to strike a window and door frame. A third person intervened, attempted to separate Bullis from the victim, and held down Bullis until troopers arrived. The victim went to Tritown Hospital for an evaluation of injuries that were sustained during the incident. Bullis was also evaluated at Tritown Hospital for a complaint of pain, but was released and processed at State Police Sydney. He was issued appearance tickets to the Unadilla Town Court on January 23, 2023. The investigation is ongoing, and more charges are possible. On December 14th, around 7.30 p.m., New York State Police at Margaretville were dispatched by Delaware County 911 to a report of shots fired at a residence on Beach Hill Road in the town of Andes. An investigation revealed that a 62-year-old female was injured when she accidentally discharged a semi-automatic rifle. The victim sustained injuries to her face and her hand. The first responding trooper applied her division-issued tourniquet to help subside some of the heavy bleeding to the victim's hand. An officer from the Colchester Police Department applied a second tourniquet. Members of the Delaware County Sheriff's Department, Andes EMS, and Delaware County Emergency Services assisted at the scene. The victim was transported to to an ambulance to Bassett Hospital for treatment. A further investigation revealed the rifle is not legal in New York State and New York Safe Act compliant. Richard Garrity, age 58, of Andes, New York, was charged with two counts of the Class D felony of criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree. And Twitter has suspended the accounts of journalists who cover the social media platform and its new owner, Elon Musk. Those who saw their accounts suspended include journalists working for the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, and other publications. The company hasn't explained why it took down the accounts and made their profiles and past tweets disappear. The sudden suspension of news reporters followed Musk's decision Wednesday to permanently ban an account that automatically tracked the flights of his private jet using publicly available data. And after scaling 40-year highs, inflation in the United States has been slowly easing since summer. Yet the Federal Reserve seems decidedly unimpressed and unconvinced that its fight against accelerating prices is anywhere near over. On Thursday, stock investors were spooked by the growing understanding of how much further the Fed seems willing to go to defeat high inflation. A statement the Fed issued Wednesday and the message that Chair Jerome Powell sent in a news conference appeared to suggest that the Fed's policymakers expect or at least would accept, an economic downturn as the price of taming inflation. 
You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. I'm Joseph, live, News Radio, WNBF, WNBF.com. And it's Friday morning. Hope you're enjoying a little bit of snow and hope you're being cautious wherever you are, whatever you do. If you're going to be driving or walking or shoveling snow, caution. Caution. It's beautiful. It's visually, it's stunning. And I do love this aspect of the Northeast. As uh, a lifelong resident of Binghamton, as much as I might occasionally grip my teeth and, and sometimes say, eh, enough snow, enough ice, enough, enough is enough. On the other hand, we have four well-defined seasons. And really, on a day like today, when you look at it, it really is. It's special. It's a special, special opportunity for... Uh, us to enjoy our community, enjoy each other. Um, and on a day like this, there are people who need assistance. I heard uh, the police were called to a location here in Binghamton where a man and woman apparently most recently had been living in a tent. And this morning, they apparently called for assistance because it's cold. Think about that. They've been living in a tent, and now it's snowy and cold, and so they, they requested assistance. There are people among us who definitely need help. So if you're in a position to help, try to help when you can, if you can. I think that's that's important. That's important. We'll be taking uh, your phone calls in a few minutes. We'll be uh, taking calls on this Friday morning at 607-772-1290. Also, if you have uh, something you'd like to see, say in the form of an email, you can send it to bob at wnbf.com. And we're joined now by Rabbi Levy Slonim. It's been a while since he's been on the program. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Thank God. Yes. Have you been out shoveling snow yet? I haven't, but my kids have. I haven't been out yet. My kids have been having uh, an amazing time shoveling the front and the back and getting creative with all sorts of things. All right. Have they made any snow people yet? They're working on a big slide uh, in the backyard, making a mound of snow and uh, and hoping to use that as a slide. How old are the kids? Uh, the oldest at home right now is 12. We have a 13-year-old who's... Uh, he studies out of town, um, and uh, well, fourteen. He's fourteen, and uh, we have our oldest is twelve. The youngest is uh, nine days old, but uh, he's not playing in the snow right now. He's but, only uh, nine days old. Yes, yes, but uh, the rest, the rest of them are, are enjoying the snow. Congratulations on Thank on you. your new arrival. Thank you. So I take it with a nine day old baby, you must be really busy. Yes, I am, but uh, the holiday of Hanukkah is upon us, um, beginning Sunday evening, and um, it's important to get ready and talk about that and uh, 
So I decided I would make a few minutes to uh, talk with you and anyone else who's listening in about the upcoming holiday. Well, thank you so much. I know you've been busy even before the arrival of of your new infant. Uh, it's it's been a busy time in in recent weeks. So thank you for being with us. So tell us a little bit about the eight day celebration of Hanukkah. The celebration of Hanukkah is a, a, a holiday that the Jews have been uh, celebrating and, and observing for over 2,100 years, and um, it commemorates the time when, um, at, at the time, the Jewish people in Israel were being oppressed from observing their religion by the Syrian Greeks, um, and ultimately things escalated into a war, um, and uh, thank God the Jewish people were uh, they were able to leave that war victorious, um, even though that they were very few in the hands of many, uh, many in numbers and many in, in strength. Um, and uh, that was one part of the of the uh, miracle and what we observe. But then uh, what is most popularly known is that when the Jews went to the temple and to rededicate the temple, um, which is a place of worship of God in Jerusalem, um, and uh, one of the important services at the temple that would happen every single day was the kindling of the menorah, the candelabra, the menorah that would uh, that would bring light to the whole world, um, both physically would bring light and, and, of course, spiritually. And when they came to the temple to kindle the menorah, um, they were looking for, the menorah was lit with olive oil, pure olive oil, and uh, they had a hard time finding pure olive oil that had not been defiled, that was still ritually pure. They found one jug of oil, miraculously, and then that jug, instead of it lasting for one day, lasted for eight days, which is the time at the, at the, in those days. That's how long it took to uh, to get new oil, um, and that was a miracle, a tremendous miracle that God performed for for our people at that time. And uh, since then, we continue to observe the holiday, observe the celebration by kindling menorahs and uh, eating. We also eat foods that are so that are fried in oil to commemorate the miracle of the oil. And obviously, the, the, the message of the oil, the message of the lights, the message of the candles, and that miracle that God did is, is something very important and very significant for us. And it's, the, the, the war really was more than anything about the freedom of religion, being able to serve God and, and express our connection to God through the rituals and through the observances that we have. And so the 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 symbolism of the menorah and of the light and of the candles is something that is is, is stood with the Jewish people through all sorts of situations that we've been through because we've been through a lot of different things over the last two thousand years, and uh, the message continues to give us strength and inspiration uh, from year to year, more and more. Let's talk about some of the celebrations that will be happening around the area. Are there any special events that you'd like to call attention to? Sure. Um, so in a regular year, when the students are here, uh, um, you, you may know that the students are in the middle of finals and they're finishing up, so most students have left town already and the, the rest of them are leaving either today or, or over the weekend. Um, in a regular year when the students are here, there's a lot more celebrations happening with the students on campus and combining the students with the community. So this year, is a, in, in terms of that, it's going to be a little bit different, but there are other celebrations happening um, there's some smaller events happening at, with different friends in their homes. Um, we're going to have a few public menorahs that are going to be lit. Um, there'll be one in the mall. There'll be one in front of our center. 
Um, some members of our community will also have menorahs that will be on their vehicles. So if you see one driving around with a menorah on top of the vehicle, um, and uh, we have a, we have another uh, celebration um, together with the Jewish Federation that's going to be happening next week. Um, that happens every month, and this month is going to be dedicated to celebrating Hanukkah. And I know that the uh, the Federation and the uh, is going to be doing their annual Hanukkah event at the JCC as well this year. Um, and that's happening as as they do every year as well. Um, and uh, there's you know many different celebrations happening. Um, in, in in many different ways, there's there's like I said, groups of friends that come together. There's families that have extended Hanukkah celebrations. Um, so yeah. Well, you touched on how important the the student population is in this area, and how you work to to serve the the Binghamton University community and those associated with it. And I know just going forward that there will be even more of that. I know uh, you've been working, just making plans uh, to to expand the, the overall services available to students here in Broome County. Yep, that, that is correct. We uh, So a little bit about, you, you had mentioned before we spoke, that maybe not everyone is familiar with our work. So Chabad is there um, in the area for close to 38 years. Um, and um, a lot of our a lot of our work is focused on the students and the, and the Jewish students on campus, um, and uh, uh, but we also work with the local local community as well. Um, and uh, our main center is in Vestal, right near the campus. Um, and we have week- weekly services and celebrations. We have uh, close to 500 students coming on a typical Friday night when the students are here. Um, and then in the last seven, eight years, we also have started uh, we've started offering services uh, for the students that are living in downtown area. As we all know that the downtown area has, uh, over the last 10, 12 years, 13 years, has developed tremendously in terms of student housing, uh, the, the various student complexes that are in the area and downtown. And so together with that, obviously, there's a lot of Jewish students. We estimate there's close to 1,000 Jewish students living in the downtown area. And so there was a lot of interest and demand for uh, for offering services downtown as well. And uh, currently, we are at a space that we're leasing on Henry Street, and we are uh, very close to finalizing um, the plans for a permanent location in downtown area. We hope to be able to share that with the public very soon as well. Um, and downtown, we get an average of about 100, 125 students, depending on the weekend that our services there. And um, that's, uh, is, does that answer the question? Yes, it does. Well, it's, it strikes me with with the um, ever-increasing population of Jewish students downtown that that must be exciting for you and, and for people who have been serving the students over the decades. I, I know um, just a, apart from the, the special services, just the, uh, the fact that we have a lot of uh, just young, vibrant activities going on generally here in downtown Binghamton, I think makes uh, people in our area very, very pleased to see sort of uh, almost a, a rebirth of sorts in Binghamton, and and also clearly the work that that's happening associated with the campus in Vestal, and also with the health sciences campus that continues to grow in Johnson City. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know how 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 much time we have to talk, but there is something else I wanted to share that is very important for this year specifically. If if, if we have a moment for that, yes, we do. 
So this year on the calendar, um, for us uh, uh, Jews, um, it's the annual, this is the year of gathering, the year of gathering and the year of uh, emphasis on communal gathering. Um, And what I mean by that is, uh, in biblical times, every seven years, there was a tradition, uh, this was a commandment by God, that all men, women, and children from throughout the entire land of Israel would come together and converge together in Jerusalem at the temple. Uh, the typical holiday, we have holidays, you know, we have holidays throughout the year. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't incumbent upon everyone to come to Jerusalem themselves. There would be a representative of the family would go to Jerusalem and celebrate the holiday. Once every seven years, all men, women, and children would make that trek to Jerusalem. And uh, at the time, the king of the Jewish people would read certain parts of the Bible. And the purpose of this gathering was to strengthen their connection to God and strengthen their connection with each other. And it was a sort of reenactment, if you will, of the giving of the Ten Commandments that happened three and a half thousand years ago and to remind us of that feeling of unity of everyone coming together. Today, unfortunately, obviously the temple is not rebuilt in Israel, and we don't have that house of worship where we can come together in that way. But the message of unity, of everyone coming together, and the message that everyone matters, every single man, woman, and child matters, is is equally as important, that message, uh, and if not even more important, as time goes on, to remember the message of that of the year of unity, the year of gathering. In Hebrew, the word is called hakel. Uh, and so this year, this is the year, according to the calendar, um, of the year of gathering, the year of gathering all men, women, and children together. And in recent times, uh, the founder of our Chabad and all Chabads all over the world, the Rebbe, Rabbi Menachem Schneerson, of righteous memory, and he was the one who founded our Chabad here in Binghamton and all over the world, he encouraged us and 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 to and all Jews all around the world to gather together and reach out and 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 make sure that we are strengthening each other and and that that message of unity reaches as far and wide as possible. So this year, and a lot of people are talking about how it's, you know, in a way post-COVID in certain ways, with a lot of the restrictions being eased and the social uh, gatherings being being appropriate now, and you know, in a safe way, but being appropriate more than it was the year before and the year before that, of course. Um, I know a lot of people that are making even more of an effort this year on, on Hanukkah to reach out to their friends and family to bring people together to celebrate. So I would just encourage that uh, if you're planning a Hanukkah party, if you're listening to this and you're planning a Hanukkah party, think about another Jewish friend that maybe didn't have a chance that you haven't been as in touch with that you know that you uh, maybe fell off the grid as they say and reach out to them and invite them to come join you at your Hanukkah party in your home in honor of this year of gathering and don't we need more positivity don't we need more light and don't we need more unity in our world today so that's just something that I would encourage everyone listening to do in honor of this special year of gathering and year of unity absolutely I was just looking back on on some of the um, local newspapers' coverage um, past Hanukkahs, and I came across a beautiful front page of the Press and Sun Bulletin from just over nine years ago. And I'm sure you remember this as you uh, lighted, lighted a candle on a menorah with your two sons when they were three and five years old. What a beautiful photo that, that was uh, taken by Christopher Radder and a... Um, 
a nice story as well uh, by Bill Moyer when when he was with the Press and Sun Bulletin. That's that's a wonderful photo of you and your sons. Yes, yes, I remember that clearly. If I'm not mistaken, that was the year that Hanukkah fell out uh, on Thanksgiving. If I'm not mistaken. And that's exactly, that was, as they say, the hook of, of the story. And as Bill Moyer wrote, in a rare convergence of Jewish and secular calendars, Thanksgiving and the first day of Hanukkah overlapped that year in 2013. Right, right. yes, yes. That was a beautiful, uh, I remember that picture, of course. That was, that was a beautiful, beautiful Remarkable. Hanukkah. And as you mentioned, yeah. now, now the, those uh, sons are, are 12 and 14, nine years later. Exactly, exactly. Well, a real pleasure, a real pleasure to speak with you, Rabbi Levi Slonim. I wish you and your family and all who celebrate a very happy Hanukkah. This has just been a a wonderful conversation. Wish you the best, and I certainly expect we'll be speaking uh, again in the the weeks ahead with some very interesting news here in Binghamton. I hope that we can uh, can talk about that news very soon as as it relates to downtown Binghamton and and our activities there. Thank you for the opportunity, Bob. And as I told you before, that uh, your your voice is a uh, is a household voice in our in our area. And anyone who grew up here knows that voice and uh, and and has uh, warm memories with that voice. So may God bless you with continued energy and uh, and to, to continue being the voice in our in our area and county to be able to share the news with us and hopefully be able to share more positive developments and good news for our area always and 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 uh, with uh, with with happy things and 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 happy happy celebrations and and all around good things to share with each other. I wish you and your family happiness and health. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day and a good weekend and everyone should stay safe. Absolutely. It's 1028. Bob Joseph with you on this Friday morning. You're listening to News Radio WNBF. Our phone number is 607-772-1290. The email address is bob at wnbf.com. This is News Radio WNBF 921 FM, 1290 AM, and always available on the free WNBF app. It's a beautiful News Radio, WNBF, WNBF.com. Back to the phones we go on Snow Radio 1290. Beverly in the town of Dickinson. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. How much snow did we get? Oh, a lot. I don't even know how much, but it looks like quite a bit from where I was standing. When I was outside before I came in the station, it looked like quite a bit. Yeah, well... The town of Dickerson is going back on their word. They haven't plowed our road yet. Are you kidding me? 
No. Nope. They haven't touched the old front street. I don't even know if the town hall is open today. Well, I would think that it wouldn't be open because of the snow. I w- if I was running the yeah, town hall. Well, I, of course, you need to have the plow crews. I'm sure they're out, but the town offices, I wouldn't think they would have them open because it's, it's snowy. Who would be going to the town office today in the middle of a snowstorm? Well, I don't know. You never, you know, people forget. You well, know, they might drive. They might drive down there. Well, they might, but in my opinion, they shouldn't. Because what well, I want, I what I want, is for people to be safe. Yeah, I know. I'm safe, Bob. But All right. I, you know, it's just, it's just that you know, they know that what my condition is, and so you know. They know what it is because they told them that, you know, that I was basically homebound, you know, and I said, I hope you people remember me in the wintertime, you know, when, you know, when the first snow, uh, snow, snow falls and I don't, I don't know. It seems like they forgot about me. Oh, the other two, th- by the, the way, other- they didn't forget about you. Remember, there are a lot of roads in the town of Dickinson, but you're unforgettable. Yeah, I know. The two in, the two end houses down here. I guess they I guess they went somewhere else, you know. But they always forget me down here. Uh, the business across the street here. That um, oh, I, I think Bryant. Uh, there's nobody there, you know. So I'm the I'm the only one down here. The other two, the, the people next door, they went, uh, he went to his mother's and in the end house, you know, they went someplace, so they're not down here. Well, don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to end shortly. Oh, God. And then next Sunday, then on Christmas, we'll be all gone. Yep. Well, I don't know for sure, but probably. Well, how come we got so much snow? Is it that, is it uh, what one of those um, late things? Well, it's because of the. Where is it coming from, Canada? Yeah, it's one of those uh, Canadian clippers. But the bigger, the bigger story is that it's all because of climate change. It's because of. The nonstop use of fossil fuels, whether it's in cars and trucks and um, electricity plants and everything like that. So as soon as we uh, switch over to solar and wind, this uh, climate change thing should be, uh, well, it's not going to be fixed, but at least it'll start to get better. We won't have, we won't have these severe storms as frequently. I've been, I've been getting that solar... That solar, that solar mail. Yo. Oh yeah, they got my they got my address too. They keep wanting me to uh, sign up for their solar club. They they call me on the telephone. At least once a week, I get a letter from them. You know, and I seen where on on the news was where somebody had those solar panels. 
and it burned their house down. I didn't see I that. Where, where was that? Where was was that over uh, there in Endwell? Uh, someplace in New York State. Oh, okay. I'll have to look at at that. I I never heard of someone's house burning down because of their solar panels. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, maybe it was improperly installed. I don't know. I don't know. But at least once a week, I get there. I get a a, a thing there, a brochure in a mail or whatever you want to call it. Right. Then they call me on the telephone, and I haven't heard too much from the telemarketers. All right. Well, just uh, remember. Remember, get all the information, appropriate information, before you agree to anything, because you, you don't want to be scammed. Appreciate your call. Hope you have a great weekend. Yep. 11.37, no, 10.37, WNBF, Bob Joseph Live, taking calls from various Americans from across the region. Hi, WNBF, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? And taking calls from just random people, you know, unannounced. Hey, yeah, anyway. Dave. Is this Dave? That it is. And happy Hanukkah to everybody. Yes, happy Hanukkah. I was calling in regard to uh, um, conveniently another snow topic, but not the snow. Um, in 2021, um, Biden and Amtrak announced uh, different line extensions, including one to Scranton. Um, obviously, partially because he's from that area, so he wanted to really promote that. Um, but it would be a commuter line, um, not a uh, through line to anywhere else, really. And they, um, the, the main thing that allow, is allowing it to happen is New Jersey Transit and the Northeast uh, PA Railroad Association is getting together. And the Northeast Association owns track there. And uh, the New Jersey Transit and others are putting back together the Lackawanna cutoff, which is what everyone's always been saying we need um, to have rail, rail service to Binghamton again. And I really think the best way to make it feasible for everything to happen is for it to be a CB snow line type idea where it goes from Buffalo to New York City, um, which is, would be a lot faster than the current Buffalo to Albany to New York City. Um, and it would um, allow people in the Binghamton area, Elmira area, Scranton area, all to have the rail. And Pennsylvania and New Jersey are fighting for it. But for some reason, again, Broome County, New York is delaying, delaying. And then I'm sure once it happens to Scranton, people are again going to be like, oh, we need to really look into doing this. No, they need to look at it now. Right. Not time's late. time's a wasting. You know what we need? We need good people. Good people, like not just Joe Biden, who is a great American, but also Charles Schumer. A great American, very familiar with Binghamton. And best of all, Hakeem Jeffries, who is also a great American yep. and about to become the Democratic leader in the House. So with the three of them, with Biden, Schumer, and Jeffries working to get rail service in Binghamton, I say it can be done. Yes, it can. And the rail, the, the rail um, ways from Binghamton to Buffalo, they've all been improved. The ties have I can handle the, the faster traffic. Um, and even with a single rail in a lot of places now, it's still doable. That They can control um, the routes very well. And, you know, like I said, time's wasting. People need to get the Phoebe Snow back. I would love it. I would love it. I'd be on the first Phoebe Snow out of 
out of uh, the Lackawanna Railroad Station. I would be there. I would be there providing constant coverage. Yeah, and what the, what would actually make it work, like the the intermodal, as as they called it, even though it's a little far away from the tracks, could be doable if they built a mixed use facility with parking. Surprisingly, I'm for a mixed use in this case. You know, include the uh, little Venice into the project. Sure, they could have that restaurant. They could have uh, Mark Yanati's restaurant. It could be one transportation, a glorious transportation hub that would put even Syracuse to shame. 100%. All right, thanks for the ideas. This is the Idea Station with Bob Joseph, 607-772-1290. We're taking calls till noon. So call in. Don't sit on the sidelines. Participate. News Radio. WNBF 92.1 FM, 12.90 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. When I... 10.44, Bob Joseph live, taking calls in the snow with my snow phone. Ron in Binghamton. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Bob. Say, as you know, I'm from uh, northern New Jersey originally, uh, from the glorious city of Bayonne. And being from Bayonne in that section of uh, New Jersey, uh, we, we were in, I grew up in the New York metropolitan area. And in it, this creates a dilemma. I'll tell you what it is. It's a Trump thing. Now, Trump is selling his NFT tokens. And uh, down, in, down in where I grew up, if you're invited to a dinner, if I, if I won the contest and got invited to Mar-a-Lago to dinner, uh, what do I bring? Because you don't go empty-handed. You you have a little bakery thing, and you bring a pound cake or a schnitzer's rye, like on Seinfeld. And I'm just wondering, what what is the appropriate thing if I want to bring to that dinner down in Mar-a-Lago? Do you have any? Uh, sure. I'm glad you asked. I uh, I've been waiting for someone to ask this. A um, two-liter can of cheese whiz. Oh, cheese whiz. A two-liter uh, can of cheese whiz, the industrial strength cheese whiz. Not the not the standard whiz that's promulgated to consumers who don't have proper training. The professional strength cheese whiz now available in the convenient two-liter can. Now, uh, is that uh, healthy? That's not very healthy, though, is it? Uh, no, it's as healthy as, as a guy who would eat two Big Macs a day. Ah, uh, you so see what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, so in other words, yeah. it will be received with open mouth. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. If I, you know, the ch- chances I'm not going to win it, but if I did, I'll, I'll be set to uh, industrial strength cheese whiz. You know By the way, if you win it, send me a telegram so I can uh, break the news to um, an excited Binghamton metro area. Well, I mean, you'd be the first first person I would tell. Uh, maybe I see if I could bring a guest. I was just about to say that, but it would. I, I I thought I was about ready to blurt that out. You know, maybe I could be your guest, and then I I stopped short of saying that because I thought that was rather presumptuous. 
Well, no, no. I, I actually, I'd like uh, a journalist with me who could uh, recount, you know, my experience of having dinner uh, at Mar-a-Lago. So that would be great. Uh, maybe there'd be a, even a book thing, a book deal afterwards, and uh, you could be my ghostwriter. I would, I would gladly consider that. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, after I make my purchase, I'm well. Maybe I'll purchase two, increase my chances. <laughs> you know, I had, an, <laughs> I had another idea uh, since Donald Trump's out there selling things. Um, you know, you see people. Um, politicians uh, they wear a flag lapel t- uh, a pin yeah i've seen one. that even john hannity has one yeah i'm thinking since since donald trump uh is the was the greatest president uh, beyond washington or lincoln i think what might be cool is to to have an escalator lapel pin <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was about to say blurt out something else, but it's Friday and you know, I don't want to have to have a Friday afternoon meeting. Pete in Johnson City, you're on the air. Yeah, Bob, how you doing? Great. I heard you talking about the Phoebe Snow. Yeah, yeah, that was quite the uh, operation they had there. You know that my grandfather was a conductor on that railroad. Yeah, I heard that. Did I, I told you that before? <laughs> I think you did. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he, and I guess when it went down to Brooklyn, my grandmother used to watch him leave. She she would wave at the train because my grandmother used to live in Brooklyn. They used to live in Brooklyn way back when. Well, those were the days, my friend. Yes, they were. Well, so if they if they uh, bring train service, passenger rail service back to Binghamton, will you go on the train on the new Phoebe Snow? Certainly. I mean, I've been doing Amtrak, you know, cross-country, so definitely I would do it. All right. Well, I'm yeah, looking forward to it. Be a, it'd be an easier connection than uh, going up to Syracuse. Yeah, I, I think it'd be great. And then I can grab a bite to eat over at that chop house or over at uh, the other restaurant there, the Italian place across the street. Maybe you can alternate. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, well... No, we do have enough snow, though. Oh, that's true. It would be great, though, to take take the train down there today and not have to oh drive down I-80 and, well, 380 and then 80 and then... Oh, oh I, I don't like driving in the city when it's snowing. Anyway, thank you, Pete. 1050, this is Bob Joseph presiding over a special edition of Snow Radio. WNBF, 92.1 FM. 1290 AM and always available on the free WNBF app. Looking for. Ten fifty three. Bob Joseph at the control panel, taking more calls more often. Dave and Vestal is back with us. Good morning. Yes, sir. Good snowy morning, there, Bob. Hey, you know, you, you know, you, you can you can see where my mind is at. I was at, I was listening to you and uh, Beverly talk, and uh, boy, she had me thinking of songs. <laughs> you did too. I mean, just listening when she said they know because they didn't clear the snow. She goes, they know what what condition my condition is, and I thought of Kenny Rogers in the first edition. There, yep. remember that? Remember yep. That? There's a song for all yeah. seasons. <laughs> 
I, and and then you call it unforgettable. There you go, Nat King Cole. I just I can't help myself, Bob. It's just a bad habit I have. But but anyways, you know, speaking of music, you know, John hit on something big. The Rascals, Bob. They those are one. Of, I, I don't know about you, but in, in my I'm in the mid '60s now, and I've been revisiting a, a lot of bands, sitting down listening to every note, every beat, every word, and. and, and I missed out on a lot of things when I was younger. You take everything for granted. They're one of those extra tight bands, great vocals, uh, Cavalieri playing keyboard, singing. Uh, Eddie, uh, I forget his, his last name, but boy, Bob, were they a tight band and they had, they had a lot of great songs. And I, I don't know, do you, do you sit back? Do you ever go revisit groups? Because I'm trying to figure out who chooses what the singles are going to be off the albums because you find a lot of better music than what the hits were even, you know? Well, it was complicated. A lot of the the, the choices that were made by record companies in the 60s and 70s about what songs to release from certain albums, also in what order, was very complicated. Sometimes it was based on what they thought radio station programmers music directors wanted um sometimes sometimes fairly or unfairly they um they chose certain songs because they just thought they they had a gut feeling sometimes the record company execs went totally against the artist and and promoted one or two songs from an album that they didn't really want released as singles they you know let's face it you're the record company and you're the guy with the money so that the artist can make uh, a suggestion, but in the end, you're the one who can call the shots. And that's why it's up to us to investigate all the music, the whole album, all the clips. Yes. Make sure, oh, yeah. Make sure you listen to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, sometimes it's amazing. It is true. Sometimes years later, you can come across a gem that you never noticed for decades. <laughs> Yeah, I do that all the time, Bob. And, you know, and I want to thank you. Well, as long as I have you on the phone, I want to thank you for what you said about Trump earlier, calling him a great American. And it's true. He was our president, and to me, he was a damn good one. He was a leader of our country. So, yes, I want to thank you for calling him Okay, well, I wanted to show some respect. Some people think I have no respect. By the way, I'm just out of time. The news is coming up next, and then more on WNBF. If you own it, live 11 o'clock on WNBF Binghamton. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, December 16th. You're listening to WNBF. New York on Thursday became the latest state to ban the sale of cats, dogs, and rabbits in pet stores in an attempt to target commercial breeding operations decried by critics as puppy mills. The new law, which was signed by Governor Kathy Hochul and takes effect in 2024, lets pet shops work instead with shelters to offer rescued or abandoned animals up for adoption. It will also ban breeders from selling more than nine animals a year. Pet shops have argued that the law will do nothing to shut down out-of-state breeders or increase their standards of care and said it would result in the closures of the dozens of pet stores remaining in New York. Pet advocacy groups have long called for a full shutdown of facilities that raise and sell animals for profit, saying animals are raised in inhumane conditions before they are shipped off to stores. A woman who who accused a former top advisor to New York Attorney General Letitia James of unwanted kissing, hastening his December 2nd exit, 
filed a lawsuit Tuesday alleging that James in her office enabled the man's behavior by ignoring previous warnings about him. Sophia Quintanar, a political consultant and former deputy press secretary in James's office, alleges former chief of staff Ibrahim Khan thrust his face in front of hers and forced his tongue down her throat as they were chatting outside a political fundraiser at a Brooklyn bar in November 2021. Khan has denied wrongdoing. James's office said in a statement that it took the allegations brought to our office seriously and engaged in decisive, prompt, and appropriate action. Two men who went missing in the Atlantic Ocean for 10 days after a storm hit their sailboat off North Carolina thanked the crew of the tanker that rescued them and said they were lucky to have survived. Rescued sailor Kevin Hyde said the, that by some bizarre chance, a crew member of the Silver Muna happened to spot the sailboat off the coast of Delaware on Tuesday. Hyde, Joe De Tomaso, and a pet dog were sailing from New Jersey to Florida when the men lost contact with their families on December 3rd off North Carolina's Outer Banks. The men were brought ashore in New York City on Wednesday. State police is searching for 59-year-old Susan C. Mills, who was last seen at approximately noon on Monday, December 12th, leaving her residence on Halfway Road in the town of Elbridge, Onondaga County. Susan is described as being 5 foot 5 inches tall, 130 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. If anyone knows the whereabouts of Susan Mills, they are asked to contact 911 or state police headquarters in Oneida at 315-366-6000. On December 14th, New York State Police at Sydney arrested Jeffrey M. Bullis, age 19, of Unadilla, New York, for the misdemeanors of criminal content in the second degree, stalking in the fourth degree, and criminal trespass in the third degree. Troopers were dispatched by Otsego County 911 to a report of a physical altercation at the House of Consignment on Main Street in the village of Unadilla. An investigation revealed that Bullis violated an existing order of protection by entering the business. Bullis grabbed and shoved a victim, causing the victim to strike a window and door frame. A third person intervened, attempted to separate Bullis from the victim, and held down Bullis until troopers arrived. The victim went to Tritown Hospital for an evaluation of injuries that were sustained during the incident. Bullis was also evaluated at Tritown Hospital for a complaint of pain, but was released and processed at State Police Sydney. He was issued appearance tickets to the Unadilla Town Court on January 23, 2023, The investigation is ongoing, and more charges are possible. On December 14th, around 7.30 p.m., New York State Police at Margaretville were dispatched by Delaware County 911 to a report of shots fired at a residence on Beach Hill Road in the town of Andes. An investigation revealed that a 62-year-old female was injured when she accidentally discharged a semi-automatic rifle. The victim sustained injuries to her face and her hand. The first responding trooper applied her division-issued tourniquet to help subside some of the heavy bleeding to the victim's hand. An officer from the Colchester Police Department applied a second tourniquet. Members of the Delaware County Sheriff's Department, Andes EMS, and Delaware County Emergency Services assisted at the scene. The victim was transported to to an ambulance to Bassett Hospital for treatment. A further investigation revealed the rifle is not legal in New York State and New York Safe Act compliant. Richard Garrity, age 58, of Andes, New York, was charged with two counts of the Class D felony of criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree. Twitter has suspended the accounts of journalists who cover the social media platform and its new owner, Elon Musk. Those who saw their accounts suspended include journalists working for the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, and other publications. The company hasn't explained why it took down the accounts, 
and made their profiles and past tweets disappear. The sudden suspension of news reporters followed Musk's decision Wednesday to permanently ban an account that automatically tracked the flights of his private jet using publicly available data. And after scaling 40-year highs, inflation in the United States has been slowly easing since summer. Yet the Federal Reserve seems decidedly unimpressed and unconvinced that its fight against accelerating prices is anywhere near over. On Thursday, stock investors were spooked by the growing understanding of how much further the Fed seems willing to go to defeat high inflation. A statement the Fed issued Wednesday and the message that Chair Jerome Powell sent in a news conference appeared to suggest that the Fed's policymakers expect, or at least would accept, an economic downturn as the price of taming inflation. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Live and local snow radio. W and woke up this morning with the sundown shining in. I found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then I tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high. I tore my mind on a jagged sky. I just dropped in. See what condition my condition was in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. What condition my condition was in. 607-772-1290 is our number. Good morning, WNBF. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Tom from Mendwell. What's up? Um, so I, I just had a question. I wanted to know, like, how you felt about Joe Biden doing that um, same-sex marriage, um, which Obama already did that. But my question was, some of the players that were there, um, Lady Gaga, and everybody knows what she thought about the White House at one point, Um, some of the trans people that were there that had posted a lot of F the police, a lot of like very strong rhetoric toward our law enforcement. And they were all invited back to the white house. So I was just curious on your thought about that since you had such a strong opinion about Trump. I thought it was great to see Cindy Lauper. I hadn't seen her in quite a while. And the other players? Yeah, it was great to see. Uh, I didn't see the rest, but um, if they were there, that's good. I, As far as um, Cindy Lauper, apparently she performed. I'm going to have to look up more, but they claim that she had a performance at the White House. So if, if that's true, I say right. bravo, bravissimo, right. or whatever you say. Whatever you say when somebody um, you know plays live music. Yeah, well, maybe you should look up some of the players that were invited back to the to the White House and look at some of the strong rhetoric that they pushed in the public, to the public with their platform. Um, 
and they were invited back to the White House. Well, Nancy Pelosi, she got invited. Charles Schumer, he was there. Uh, Sam Smith, um, James Taylor. So, yeah, a wide array of um, notables from across the USA. Yeah, I mean, you're reflecting really well, and I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, now, who would you have invited? Well, I definitely wouldn't have invited a lot of these uh, transgender people that went highly rogue on our uh, our police officers and uh, and other different groups that they supported during the rioting and all that. Um, they were all invited there, and, and you know, to me, that was uh, pretty disgraceful that our government would bring those kind of people to the to our White House. You know, I, I, I just find it weird, like, how when the Democrats do it, it's okay, but Republicans get accused of doing something, and it's like a big story, and then we always learn down the road that, you know, what what the liberal media and the Democrats were pushing is not even remotely true. Well, I agree. President Biden should have invited Mike Lindell, for one thing. I like the way you reflect. I, I, I thank you. You don't understand how much I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I uh, again, Mike Lindell, uh, Rudy Giuliani should have been invited. And I don't know. I I see. I'm looking at the list here. You said Lady Gaga. Why Why shouldn't Lady Gaga be there? It says Don Lemon was there. Why shouldn't he be there? It, it seems. It seems that uh, the guests, I don't have the entire guest list. I'm just paging down. Uh, I don't think Lady Gaga did anything to uh, harm the White House. Um, there at a press, uh, when she had that press briefing, and she thought, what did she think about doing to the White House when Trump was in there? Lady Gaga, let me look it up. What? So what do you say, what do you recall her saying that she wanted to do? Well, she wanted to, she felt like destroying the White House, but she used other strong words. Words really? that you would never stay on a plane. <laughs> well. You know? Well, you know, I and, can't. But it was like all okay. And, no, and, it's not and, okay. If, if, if she said something bad that was offensive, she shouldn't say that. On the other hand, First Amendment rights, freedom of speech, Elon Musk... You know, I, I'm, I'm still, tell me exactly, well, don't know, better not tell me exactly what she said. We don't want to lose our liquor license, but um, I'm unaware of specifically what she wanted to do to the White House. Did she want to cause destruction to the White House? Is that? Beyond destruction. Oh, okay. Beyond well, destruction. Then she shouldn't have and done Democratic it. Democratic leaders, like, a, like applauded her for it. They were like okay with it. Well, they. And if anybody, of course, they shouldn't. She shouldn't talk like that. Come on, man. You know, I support freedom of speech, but there are limits. So if she said she wanted to do something bad to the White House, really bad, she shouldn't have said it. But that doesn't mean she. That doesn't mean like, she can't be invited to the White House. I don't think whatever she said. My guess is, since she never was charged with anything, my guess is they investigated whatever she allegedly said, and after a full review, they decided she was not serious. It doesn't matter if you're serious or not. 
If, let me tell you, if Obama was in office and somebody said that, or Biden was in office and somebody said that, they'd be sitting in federal prison right now. Well, maybe. I, hey, I don't know that it's a fact. That's pure speculation. So here's the thing. Here's, here's my guidance. This is my official guidance to people who listen. Don't say anything really bad about the White House that could be construed as a possible threat because you could wind up facing serious federal charges. Look at the poor people who um, were misled by their leader to go into the insurrection party. I mean, a lot of people, I think, who went to the insurrection party on January 6, 2021, they didn't mean to get in big trouble, but now many of them are. And it's because they were led astray by the Pied Piper of lies regarding stolen elections. So, you know, I, that's the thing. You have to be careful. You have to be careful when it comes to violating the law. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that FBI agent that was telling everybody to take the White House. You know, you had Jim Jordan. You had a lot of our Congress guys asking AG, the you know, the AG about this guy. And, uh, you know, they didn't. They didn't want to talk about it, and this guy hasn't been in jail or no charges were pressed against him, but he's on all sorts of videos. Um, I'm curious why they didn't arrest that guy yet. Well, maybe they will. One thing we know about law enforcement authorities, most of the time when they conduct investigations, they don't announce those investigations until they're wrapped up because it doesn't serve their interest. It really doesn't, when you think about it. Why would the federal government or anybody announce that they're conducting an investigation into someone before it's wrapped up? It could adversely interfere with their ability to gain the information they need to see if there was any criminality involved. 1119, this is Bob Joseph offering free legal advice. <laughs> Even though I'm not an attorney, remember, it's, it might sound like free legal advice. It's not really advice. It's just for entertainment purposes. Right here at WNBF, 92.1 FM, 12.90 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. How do you define strength? 1121 WNBF, Strong Radio, 1290. So I, I looked on Twitter because Twitter hasn't been shut down yet. Here's uh, a clip. Apparently this is uh, a clip from Twitter. Somebody posted just a short clip. Listen carefully. It's um, a person asking Lady Gaga if she is a fan of... Donald Trump. Listen carefully. Again, this is something that was posted on Twitter some time back with a guy asking Gaga if she is a fan of the former guy. Hey, Gaga, are you a Donald Trump fan? <laughs> See, she said, <laughs> Hey, Gaga, are you a Donald Trump fan? And she said, ha, <laughs> But in fact, she might be a Donald Trump fan. You just really never know, do you?
enough of that, but here's another thing. Speaking of Lady Gaga, who is, of course, an American treasure, uh, apparently this feud, if it is really a feud, sometimes these things are just made up to sell newspapers, but if this really is a feud, it does seem that uh, both sides are uh, participating. I played that short clip where some guy... Some random guy asked Gaga if she was a Donald Trump fan, to which she laughed. <laughs> but listen to what Donald Trump actually said about Lady Gaga, a national treasure. And this also was posted to Twitter because it hasn't been shut down yet. It's not too good. I could tell you plenty of stories. I could tell you stories about Lady Gaga. I know a lot of stories. About- <laughs> what? I could tell you plenty of stories. All right, let's listen. Let's listen again. This is Donald Trump. And I believe this was shortly before the election that he lost in 2020. This may actually have cost him the election. This clever quip at a campaign rally in Pennsylvania could actually have cost Donald Trump four more years. Listen. Now he's got Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is not too good. I could tell you plenty of stories. I could tell you stories about Lady Gaga. I know a lot of stories about Lady Gaga. Now he's got- <laughs> Remember, he was president of the United States. Now, Dave from Vestal rightly points out that whatever... Whatever the previous caller, Tom from Endwell, was referencing was not Lady Gaga after all. So it was someone else. So that's why that's why I couldn't find what he was referencing. I thought that's probably what he was alluding to. Someone else who said something that was in my view offensive and shouldn't have been said publicly, but what are you going to do? They they investigated that statement, too, and after they reviewed the, the situation, they determined that there was no actual threat intended, even though the language was unfortunate. As far as Lady Gaga, hey, so what? She's not a fan of Donald Trump. That makes her... With the you know the majority, say eighty three percent of adult Americans. So obviously, adult America believes in Lady Gaga more than adult America believes in the former guy. Six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety is the hotline. If you want to send an email, send it to Bob at WNBF dot com. Thirty in the Northeast. Bob Joseph live, living color, living the dream. In delightful mono on Snow Radio twelve ninety. Next up, Tom from Buffalo, who's on the road. Good morning, Tom. How are you? 
Good. Thanks for calling in. Where where exactly are you at the moment? Uh, I am past Tioga Downs. Just past Tioga Downs, going east. Or, or yeah. going west, sorry. Oh, okay. And what are the conditions? All right, take it you're not traveling 119 miles an hour like Judge Janine. It's raining, but uh, no snow at the moment. I just broke out of the snow and sleep, and it's just rain here. All right. That's good. What's on your mind? Well, you mentioned... Or a little earlier, I believe that uh, Joe Biden was a great president. I was wondering what you thought of the Afghanistan uh, exit, uh, the southern border, and uh, basically the the debunked or whatever you want to call it uh, uh, fuel situation in the United States right now, buying all the fuel from other countries and not having enough of our own supply. Yeah, I give him uh, failing grades on those three issues. Those are are issues of concern, and I I really I really need to take him to task. It's unfortunate that those uh, things, among other matters, have uh, marred his first uh, couple of years in office. So, what what do you consider him doing good in this country so far? Uh, he, um, um, well. Um, he's, uh, he's giving many Americans hope for the future. In what way? Um, because he's only going to serve for one term. He's not going to run for re-election. So I guess, um, for many Americans, that would be viewed as uh, a hopeful sign. (laughs) But what, so so in your eyes, have you seen anything that he's done? as a positive for the country. I mean, even the loan forgiveness that he's planning for or attempting for college isn't working. It's not even uh, legal what he's trying to do. That's not, I mean, I, I can't see anything that the man has done so far as a positive for this country, and I'm still looking. And I look pretty hard. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I respect the seat. I was in the military, and I respect the presidency because he's commander-in-chief. But... I'm, I just cannot figure what how he is a great president in any way, shape, or form. Well, he is, I, help, like he, he is helping to rebuild the nation's infrastructure. So we, we need, we need uh, a lot of infrastructure work, not just in the Northeast, but across the whole country. And so uh, fun, funding, funding has been put in place to begin rebuilding key infrastructure in places like New York State and Pennsylvania. So that's a that's a step in the right direction. Okay. Anything else? He also has helped to extend benefits for veterans who are exposed to toxic substances. Many veterans that, needed that, that's untrue. That that is a just that was debunked. He he claims that he's done that. Yeah, he cla- well he claims it. So I mean he couldn't he couldn't not getting it done. I mean come on Tom he's not going to lie to us. Oh no no he hasn't lied to us at all. What about student loans? That is a, he can't do it legally. How can he how can he claim student loan forgiveness when it's not a legal thing to do? Well, he tried. No, he tried. He tried to to work towards student loan forgiveness, and then the nadering nabobs of negativism filed legal challenges. So, people people who don't like his proposal work to block it. It's not his fault. Okay, okay, but it's his heart was in the right place. 
Yeah, but you can't just say, I'm, I'm going to do this, and I want to do this when it's illegal to do. And what makes it right to take money from the taxpayers to pay people student loans? I mean, I'm a, I'm a blue-collar worker. I never went to college. Why should I be paying out of my tax money somebody else's college debt? Well, bottom line is you don't have to because it was challenged legally, and apparently the the nattering nabobs who were against it are going to prevail. That's the way it appears right now. So I don't I don't think you have anything to worry about there. It's not that, but he's, he is claiming these as successes when they're not done. You can't claim a success when you don't accomplish something. He claimed success in Afghanistan by pulling everybody out, and that was a big debacle of no... It's, it's absolutely well. His predecessor, his, he, all he did was follow through on what his predecessor promised to do and didn't do. His predecessor said he was. His predecessor said he was going to do it, and he didn't follow through on his promise. So it was up to Joe Biden to get American military personnel out of there after two decades. But his predecessor Trump had no one killed while he was there. Biden had people killed because of ignorance and doing it wrong. You can't withdraw the military like he did. He went to a city airport and made that a, a, a dumping ground for everybody. He he didn't pull out our civilians. He didn't pull out the proper. It was completely done wrong. And I'll, I'll change subject a little bit. Well, what about the border? At least look at the border. If you look at our southern border, just take a look there, and you can see even this week the work that he's done. What work has he done? It's, it's a disaster area. Well, but ultimately the federal government will step in to help communities like El Paso and others who have had a sudden influx of people from from outside the U.S., so I'm sure that the federal government will will assist them to deal with the uh, the vast numbers, the thousands of people who have arrived over the last week. This influx is because of Biden's incompetence. No, well, part of it is because the wall that his predecessor said was going to be built and paid for by Mexico never got completed. Because it was stopped by Joe Biden. The first thing he did is sign a... a uh, executive order to stop the wall from being continued to be built. Well, it wouldn't have happened if Biden hadn't successfully defeated Donald Trump in November 2020. Look, if if you're going to propose something that you can't accomplish in four years, it's incumbent on you to secure a second term. And sadly, the guy got fired. The American people ordered him to leave the White House on January 20th, 2021. So the American people sent him packing. And he, if, if he was going to promise something that couldn't be accomplished in his first four years, then it shouldn't have been promised at all. Okay. Well, the same goes through for, I guess, Biden's student loan thing. But anyway. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that, that he should have promised something that ultimately appears to have been determined to be illegal. He shouldn't have done it. But, hey, he did it. His heart was in the right place. He tried. But because of legalities it couldn't be done so it didn't cost you the american taxpayer you and other taxpayers like me it didn't cost us much of anything i'm sure it cost us you know a, a minimal amount because of legal issues but relatively speaking we're not going to notice higher taxes because of the failed plan i got another thing to throw at you 
Oh, uh, will you? Now, I caution you, though, just continue to, to pay attention to your, your driving as we continue our conversation. Absolutely. I'm good. January, okay, you figure that was the Capitol building of the United States, correct? Now, if you it go was. Into any, it was. If you go into any building in, the, in a state capitol, you have to go through security. There are guards there all the time. Now, you figure this. You had Nancy Pelosi, third in line for presidency after the uh, vice president. You had the vice president there. So you know you had Secret Service at that location, without a doubt. Correct? Well, to the I would assume. I, I can't say categorically okay. there there was Secret Service representation there, but I, I would be shocked I would, if, if the Secret would, Service wasn't at the Capitol. Correct. Okay, plus you have the Secret or plus you have the Capitol Police there. Now, you figure any Capitol uh, building in a state has secure doors on them. They're secure doors. They're not doors you can just bump into and open. Now, if you remember when Reagan got shot, the Secret Service, within seconds, had submachine guns out around Reagan and rushed him into the limousine. Now, if they had even six Secret Service people there, with submachine guns, which I would think they're even better than they were when Reagan was there. They're better armed. If you put one person with a submachine gun at each one of those entry points at the Capitol building, nobody would have got in there. Those people were let in. There's no way, shape, or form that they could have manually, any way, without some kind of heavy weaponry, got into the building without some kind of weaponry. They got in because they were let in. Well, you're suggesting the Secret Service using automatic weapons should have mowed down people who were trying to uh, um, trespass in the U.S. Capitol. And, th- and there we would have uh, a massacre, something far worse than what happened at Kent State, Ohio, in 1970. Not what I'm saying at all. Not- well, you know, you make it sound like the Secret Service was somehow complicit in the insurrection. No, I am saying that Nancy Pelosi... And others were complicit because they did not bring in the National Guard before it happened. And if there were people standing there with a submachine gun and the doors closed, nobody would have tried to enter that building. Those doors were open for them, and they were waved in. It's on video. Well, the one thing I'll say is if they try to do an insurrection in January 2025, I suppose that the response is going to be amped up. So I just put insurrectionists, those who are still disappointed with the way things turned out on January 20th, 2021, if you're planning a similar stunt in January 2025, be prepared for the consequences because the consequences won't be good and unfortunately it's not going to end well. So a lot of people learned a few things and if if that sort of sick stunt an American insurrection happens again. Unfortunately, the outcome is going to be very unpleasant, and people need to be put on notice that you can't do that. You can't hold an insurrection in the United States of America, regardless of how strongly you feel about someone or something. Appreciate your call, and continue to please drive carefully. 1142, Bob Joseph, live on a Friday morning on Snow Radio, 1290. On the AM, 92.1 on the FM, 
and always available on your phone using the free WNBF app. When I ask- Six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety. Real people want to call Real Radio and talk to the real Bob Joseph live. Kids, come downtown with me and build a big snow person. <laughs> People are saying, what? what? Are you trying to stir up a controversy? No, no. Let's go back to the phones. The first word of Binghamton, Martin. Good morning. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Bob. How you doing? Good. How are things? Good. You know, a little snowy, but not as bad as it. Uh, Jackson's beef, thank God. But, um, hey, in response to Dave, they're talking about the rascals. And, um, you know, a few years ago, uh, I was fishing down behind Lures Hospital, and uh, I hear a guy coming through the brush there, whatever, and it turns out to be it's uh, John from Binghamton. And uh, he's looking for, his, unfortunately, his uh, lost dog. And this was probably about in September sometime. And he did find a dog eventually, thank God. But uh, like I say, we, him and I went to high school. And we got to talk about music. And my first concert was the Rascals and uh, Badfinger and Brownsville Station. And he was at that concert. So we got talking about that. And, um, you know, I've listened to some interviews with Felix Cavalier and Eddie Brigatti and talking about how, you know, when they were over in Germany, you know, they opened for the Beatles at one time. And Felix was trying to get a band together. And he wanted to, he loved how the Beatles sang and harmonized. And that's one thing the Rascals certainly did. And Felix was a great lead singer. And um, I met him. I was fortunate enough. He played at the uh, Tioga Downs at the uh, Hippie Fest about four or five years ago. And he was very nice. I met him. Talked to him about five minutes, and about uh, about his music and about being on Ed Sullivan and all that time, you know. And they were, uh, at, you know, right out of the gate, actually, you know. I mean, '65 and stuff before the psychedelic stuff. They got into that a little bit later. And but anyway, he was a very personable guy, and they were, like Dave said, a very tight band, and they were probably among the most copied bands for dance bands. Um, in the United States, you know, and especially around here, you know, in, in, in the mid to late sixties, we had a lot of dances around here all the time, you know, up here at the Ritz theater or, uh, uh, the high school, the boys club, the old Arlington hotel. I remember, um, uh, John's brother had a great band, just us. And they played at the Arlington hotel. Um, now that was, I was probably about 13. I was probably 66, 67. And then another time out at, uh, Ansco Lake, 
I don't know if people, do you remember Ansco Lake? Where's that, out in Windsor? Yeah, out in West Windsor. Yeah, that was great, you know. And uh, one one of the last quick thing, if I could, you're talking about, I love that with uh, Mr. Plasky talking about the uh, failing of the, the press and everything, well, the demise, they're not failing, but um, you're talking about photographers. And do you remember a woman that used to work for the press of some bullet, for the some bullet? Uh, her name was Renee Murray. Yes, she was special. I, I really, she was, she was uh, just a wonderful, wonderful photojournalist and uh, a, a very, very interesting person. Never, unfortunately, I never got to know her uh, very well. I learned more about her uh, after her death than I, I knew when she was alive. But um, our uh, our paths crossed um, on a regular basis covering news stories, including one uh, Sad news story, the uh, tragic story involving the death of Sherry Lindsay on the north side. She and I were unfortunately at, at the scene uh, for uh, an extended period one night, and we, we, did, we did have a lot to talk about during that, that really difficult point for, uh, for the Lindsay family and for our community. She was, uh, she was a wonderful Wonderful person and a great, great photojournalist for the Sun Bullets and also for the press. Yes, uh, that was '84. That was sort of Sun Bullet was still going then. Um, yeah, but you know, also uh, there was she took a picture. Well, it never got published, but there was I don't know if you remember this incident that happened up on the north side of Endicott that uh, there was a, supposed to be a hit on a, a guy, a rat informer up there, and the gang that couldn't shoot straight. This guy walked into the a, a warehouse up there, and they missed him. And um, and anyway, he went to court, and he was under the uh, protection program, and he had testified, and he came out, and Renee took a picture of him, and the FBI grabbed her camera and took her camera um, and didn't want the, uh, the picture published because, you know, he had changed his appearance, and he was still cooperating with the government. But um, the story goes that, you know, they found that guy uh, trying to swim in a canal, unfortunately. Well, what year What year did the uh, Bureau take Renee's camera? What year do you think that was? Well, it must have been a few years later, 77, 78. All right. Like that. I, yeah. I, I find that deeply disturbing, that the FBI would... Uh, confiscate a camera belonging to a, a local photojournalist. I didn't know that was legal. Yeah, that was uh, that's the story on the street, and um, you know I'm pretty much stay up on things. And uh, another great thing about the press is that um, was poignant for me was uh, the draft. I mean, we, we, there was no internet, and waiting for my draft number, and you know, when the evening press came, man, it was like took it in and just scoured those numbers. And once I got past 90, because they took the first 90, basically, um, I was home. And, and I wasn't being unpatriotic. I mean, come on, it was 1971, 72, 50-some thousand people had died. And the tide had certainly turned against that war. Very unpopular. Um, there was 50,000 killed, unlike Iraq. Not to besmirch them, those 5,000 poor souls. But, you know, but that was the... Uh, the press, though, it played an important role 
And uh, I was a paper boy, too. I, uh, if you remember upright, that Wednesday was a big section. Yeah, because Wednesday was food day. So every grocery, every uh, supermarket, Grand Union, and, of course, Giant, as in CU at the Giant, um, uh, Acme at times, or Super Saver, A&P, uh, Mohegan. Yeah, Mohegan. Norman's. 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 Harris. Harris Harris Food Lines. Remember Harris Food yeah. Lines, their famous yeah. slogan, our prices are hot, our food is not. I always wondered what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> of course we knew what it was about. But those were different times then. The times yeah. were different then. Yeah, they were more, more safer, serene times. You know, and um, the snow kind of brings us. It was a great day to be comforting to uh, have some coffee and watch the snow and listen to you. You know, you're a great adjunct to the community. It's a community social social show, you know. And well, it's a pleasure. You thank you. It's a pleasure hearing from you. I hope you have a, a wonderful weekend, Martin. Yeah, you too, Bob. Take care. Thanks. 11.55, Bob Joseph, live on WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Valerie from Binghamton. Oh, hey, what's up? Hey, getting back to music. Um, Dave from Vessel was talking about listening to albums and the whole album. The first thing that came to my mind is David Bowie's, I believe it was his first album, Starting Point. All of the lyrics are really clear and concise. And they all tell a story. So if Dave's still listening, he should definitely check that out over the weekend. Oh, good idea. Good idea. I I remember how nice, though, it was for some albums that they actually included lyrics inside in case the lyrics weren't crystal clear so that I could sing yeah. along. Yep. There's two really good ones. Love You Till Tuesday is a great one. And then a unique one called Please, Mr. Gravedigger. Very very interesting. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for the call. Hope you have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, eleven fifty six. Bob Joseph live on Snow Radio WNBF. News Radio twelve ninety A winter storm warning remains in effect until seven tonight. Heavy wet snow. Additional accumulations of up to two inches, slippery road conditions. There also could be possible power outages. So please be careful out there. I'm Bob Joseph thanking you for joining us today. I hope you have a great weekend. This is News Radio, WNBF Binghamton.